What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Apocalypse Movies here. Uh, and we are here for a new episode of Apocalypse Now. And it is a three-man show for the moment. Uh, we are waiting on one other gentleman to join us. He'll, he'll be here as soon as he possibly can. But for now, I am your interim host for today. Uh, Mr. Jacob Bartley is finishing up school this week. He's got some finals to get to. Wish him luck on some stuff. Uh, but for now, we have the uh, the inmates are running the prison today uh, in fashion because our host is not officially here. Um, and we have quite a bit to talk about. We're very, very excited because it legitimately feels like a real movie news Tuesday um, that we typically Tuesday have. Tuesday um, Super, super excited. And with me to do it today is Mr. Gio Ramos and Mr. Brian Avalosino. How are you gents doing? Good. I, this is, uh, I haven't been excited for this uh, Newsday in quite a while, or a Newsday in quite a while. So, yeah, a lot of stuff. It was... It started the day started off just a normal news day and then it just exploded. So yeah. It's been an, a news week. Like just when we think the calm has settled, kaboom, something else has happened. And it has been a long time since something like that has been Yeah, and, and we did we did our live shows on, on Tuesday last week, and so we haven't had a show in a in a week, so we had a pre-recorded episode, and when our pre-recorded episode was going um, a lot of news had dropped. A lot of news had dropped. Obviously, we're going to get to the Warner Brothers and HBO Max deal. Um, that's a little bit towards the end of the show. Uh, it was set up as, as the main topic, and so I'm keeping it in its place, and we have some other things to get to before that, which are massive. Some really, really big things are happening in the world of movies, and specifically comic book movies. Um, but before we get to that, let's go and get to our first segment we always start with here on the Tuesday edition of Apocalypse Now, and that is the Movie Watching Challenge. Um, the Movie Watching Challenge here on this on this channel is a uh, a cool little segment we do where we essentially just challenge each other to watch movies. Um, each week it rotates. Uh, one person gets challenged. That person watches the movie. And then the following week, that person is allowed to challenge someone else. Um, and we allow either the fans to vote via a YouTube poll or that person allows or, or wants to pick a number. Um, Gio picked a number last week and then tried to get the YouTube poll to work and then didn't work. So he picked a number um, and he landed with Hidalgo. Uh, and I'll go ahead and throw up the graphic just in case you don't remember which movie that is. Um, and that is Hidalgo, uh, the Viggo Mortensen uh, adventure film. And so I'm going to hand this off to Gio to let him talk about his thoughts here. Gio, what did you think of Hidalgo? Yeah, I won't make it too long because we have a loaded show. But uh, boy, our Viggo Mortensen coming off of Lord of the Rings trilogy, uh, he could have done anything. But I think uh, it's been well documented that he's very picky with his projects, you know. Like, he's just not going to do something just for the money of it, you know? He has to really believe in the story. And so, in Hidalgo, you have a character, um, Frank Hopkins, a real-life character who's this race uh, horse racer, you know? Yeah, this, Very, this is a true story, by the way. This is a true yeah, story. Yeah, uh, and and a good story, absolutely, because, uh, you know, it's uh, the trailers kind of made it seem like... Uh, a horse racing, you know, and the, just, you know, it was going to be pretty straightforward, but this is actually uh, pretty deep. His character is uh, uh, um, someone who's a uh, Western, but has like Indian blood. And this is during that era where like, you know, um, uh, natives were, weren't exactly treated the best by Westerners. Um, so there's uh, some of that, that ties into the beginning of the movie. Um, with his character and his conflict between, you know, uh, who he truly is and, but where the world is at, um, in that current place uh, in the movie. 
So uh, basically, he goes to the Middle East uh, and signs up to do this uh, epic horse race, like thousands of miles, like across deserts and just a whole bunch of dangerous Mother Nature stuff. And uh, let me just say, some of the horse racing shots in this movie are pretty damn good. Let me just say that. like It's it's some of the better uh, stuff that I've seen. Um, and Viggo Mortensen kills it in this movie. He's absolutely uh, terrific. Um, like I said, it's not very straightforward. Like there is like some emotional, you know, beats to this uh, movie, uh, especially between him and his horse. I like that the horse has personality too. Uh, that was pretty fun. But yeah, great action, lots of uh, adventure, um, and a lot of heart to it as well um by the time the movie ended i was uh generally you know uh touched by what i was watching and his uh his performance Vigo mortensen so i give hidago a thumbs up jake you absolutely know me you know the movies that i like man i just man you're you're a good friend i'm glad i met you you know so uh yeah uh, Hidago, I give it a thumbs up all the way. How about that? Uh, how about that last, the last uh, stretch of that race? No spoilers here, but the last stretch of that race, just the way that it was all shot and broken down and everything. Yeah, absolutely. You know, from the I, I'm, oh God, like uh, it's tough to talk about it without spoilers. But I know, just, I know, I know. I, I mean, you feel it. You you feel like, oh, uh, can can this guy go on and the way he does and just at the very like down to the very end it's just it's crazy you know does he win i don't know watch the movie you'll find out but uh yeah check it out uh, check i know out. john you say we can spoil the movie that's true it's very well but we're not spoiling it because of brian <laughs> brian hasn't seen it uh and so we don't want to spoil it for him um and possibly even someone else in the chat who who has not seen it and i know everybody in the chat's asking about spider-man that is coming up right ne next i should say not right now but next before we get to that, the second part of our movie challenge is that Geo challenges someone, um, and then that we pick a movie for that person this week. And that person happens to be the only other person here on the panel today, and that is Mr. Brian Mancino. Um, and so before we get to the actual movies, uh, Brian, do you want the fans to decide, or do you want to pick a number? I want the fans to decide this time. Our loyal fan base. It's been a while. Let them have it. All right, so there will be a poll that goes up tomorrow morning for the movies that Brian is challenged to. Uh, for now, he has been challenged to these four movies, and these will be uh, the four movies that you'll be choosing from. The first one is the Harrison Ford classic, Air Force One. Ooh, okay, okay. I love the second one is a uh, an all-time classic, and that is Clueless. Oh my god, I've been wanting to watch this for a while. You have the third Clueless. one is the complete opposite of Clueless, and that is the Raid Redemption. Yeah, being like that is the first one, the Raid. Okay. Um, and the fourth one is one of the coolest vampire stories you'll ever see, and that is Underworld. Um, so you have you have four really cool movies uh, that are gonna be picked from here, sir. Uh, again, to all of our viewers, that poll will go up tomorrow morning on our YouTube channel. Uh, under the community tab, uh, if you're subscribed to us, the poll will pop up in your subscriptions, uh, in your feed. And so make sure you hit that subscribe button. But for now, Brian, what do you think of these four movies? What are, what are you thinking? I am very excited and I am very, very curious to see where this 
ends up as far as a poll because I'm seeing a lot of Air Force One, but I feel like Clueless is popular, and I know Underworld has a cult following, and The Raid definitely does too. So I'm very curious to see These what movies I get. are so different. Yeah, so yeah, Jesus. Clueless and Underworld. One's a form. One's a cult classic. The other one's one of the best action movies of the 2000s. Man. Okay, I may sound ignorant, but is The Raid in English? No. So it's a subtitle movie. Mm-hmm. Well, so there are two versions. There is a there's a subtitle movie, but there's actually an English dub over version of the film. Watch the subtitle. Yeah, wa- I, I, I have no the problem subtitle. with subtitles. Yeah, I'm just, so I was just curious. For those of you who haven't seen the raid and who are interested in it, it's one of the greatest action films to come out maybe ever. Um, and yeah, Gio and I both being fans of it, uh, definitely recommend watching the subtitle version. You get a better experience watching the subtitle version. Um, but Brian, before we move on here, uh, do you th- do you think you could guess at who challenged you at uh, what movies? Jacob is clueless. Um, Keith is Air Force One. Um, you, I, it, you two, the raid and Underworld are are two that I just don't I. If I had to pick, I'm gonna say Geo was probably the raid and Jake was uh Underworld. Because I know he loves you love Underworld. All right. Well, you'll only find out one of those uh very, very soon. As soon as this challenge, you'll find out whose it was. Until then, uh as we move on, yes, guys, it is time for Spider-Man. But before we get to that, let's go and bring in uh the Mr. Keith Barnes himself. He is with us. What's up, Keith? Keith. Uh Brian, you got two of those absolutely correct. Yeah, <laughs> I'm curious. We'll see. we'll see. I, Keith, I half expected you to come in your Miles Morales suit today. <laughs> I have time to get that on. <laughs> I thought about it. Um, yeah. So, so with that said, guys, let's get into this real quick. And I'm going to break this down. So let, let me go through this news because this is this is crazy. So uh, we've heard over the last couple of months that um, Spider-Man three. That, that, that a lot of stuff is coming from it, right? You know, you had Electro come in there. There's all kind of rumors about characters and, and, and people popping up in it. Um, well, today it started out by, by revealing from the Hollywood Reporter that Mr. Alfred Molina will officially be returning as the character of Dr. Octavius Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. He will officially be reprising his role from that film in Spider-Man 3. But that is not it because... Uh, just very soon after, very soon after that uh, Alfred Molina was announced, it the, the whole thing just just fell apart. It just fell. Like everything started coming with it. And that is that these two officially have been said to say that they are joining Spider-Man 3, that they will be reprising their roles. This came from Jeff Snyder of Collider, that both Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield will both be reprising their respective Spider-Mans from each of their universes. But that isn't all. They'll also be joined by their love interest, Kirsten Dunst as MJ and Gwen, and uh, excuse me, Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy. Um, so they they are bringing the entire Spider-Man collection into one movie here into the MCU. Uh, we've heard a lot of rumors, obviously, about the multiverse because Doctor Strange is essentially co-starring in the film. Uh, he he is said to have a pretty big part in the in the movie. 
Um, and so it seems like they, they're going all out. It seems like they're just going all out with as much as they possibly can and bringing these characters involved, uh, whether it's big or small. Um, let's just let's talk about some initial reactions before we really dive into this, because there is a lot to dive into. Um, but just and Brian, I'll start with you on this one. Yes. Uh, initial reactions. Don't go into too much yet. I will. Just kind of initial shock reactions, thought process that would kind of go through your head as you read all this news. Um, Partis, you son of a bitch, you stole my joke. I've been waiting all day to use this <laughs> joke, and no more than 10 seconds before we started, he stole my joke right out from front of, in front of me. Um, I'm excited. This is this is going to be wild. And I think, honestly, the thing that excites me the most is the fact that... Um, I know it's he's not directing Spider-Man, but Sam Raimi is in the MCU essentially doing Doctor at, Strange. Yes, doing Doctor Strange. Um, so, I mean, not only is he doing the thing that probably is going to set off this movie, his characters are going to appear in this movie that he started. He arguably started the Mar like Marvel interest, uh, so I mean, it, it's kind of cool how it it is playing out. And I mean, as long as um, it's it's not just throw as much as you can into it. Cause I don't think Feige would allow, like he'd be down for it, but I don't think he's going to be like, let them just screw around with something like this. But um, yeah, it's going to be wild. I think the thing, honestly, that the most caught my attention was the Emma Stone casting though. Cause I was like, what? Like uh, she, she dead. She, she gone. Okay, well, let's, so, let's, let's, not even, let's not get too far into that yet because we still want to discuss it. I do want to get initial thoughts real quick, so I don't mean to cut you off, Brian, but um, I don't want you to get all your thoughts yet because I want to discuss it all. I want to discuss well, no, it all. I, no, that, that, <laughs> you asked me what my initial thought was, and that was the very – out of everything, I went, wait, what? Why? Like, the Spider-Mans make sense. Mary Jane makes sense. Doc Ock makes sense. Her, I my immediate thought was, what? And then it was kind of like I was just like, hmm, interesting. I wonder what what is going on with that. And then obviously the doc got got me very excited because I mean he he nailed Doc Ock in the Spider Man movies. So yeah, uh, Mr. Keith Barnes reactions to, to seeing this scroll across your screen earlier today. Interesting. Um, although, Brian, I would say, you know, a couple of these, couple of these people that are showing up are dead in other, uh, you know, other versions of these films, which makes me question. Who? Doc Ock technically is. Doc Ock's dead. Uh -huh. But didn't he, wasn't it like kind of like a, Impose, no, you like, saw his body floating to the bottom of the water. <laughs> oh, God. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. I, <laughs> you literally see yeah. him sinking. 
through the water. Yeah. Bottom, of the, bottom of the Hudson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, after building a son in his apartment. It's, I honestly, it's probably been over a decade since I've seen that movie, which is a shame. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well, that leads me, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, to wonder, uh, what were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about, uh, I think, Deadpool last week, Deadpool 3, and all that stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I had the same wonders. Well, I, I mentioned that, obviously, with the Deadpool character, you know, Ryan Reynolds, reprises role but not really it's a different guy you know so i kind of wonder if any of these are they're just playing the same roles but maybe they're different doppelgangers yeah. essentially yeah 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 sort of like obviously you know ryan reynolds like he's a totally different wade wilson <laughs> to the point where he killed that other wade wilson at the end of uh uh deadpool, deadpool 2 yeah deadpool 2 deadpool 2 uh, yeah deadpool 2 yeah. yeah so i kind of wonder i was thinking because i was thinking about the same thing with jamie fox um, like is that a different maybe it's possibly a different version of the character who knows I don't know um, I hope I so I, I kind of think it is with that one at least I kind of think it might be but uh, with, a, with a lot of these you know but it could could very well be you know these are all it's Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst and Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone so it, it could very well be the same you know same universes that we saw before who knows but it's interesting it's interesting to to I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm like, all right, let's get this getting to be a bit much here. Let's, I don't know. I'm, a I'm lot, a lot of people in the chat, a lot of people in the chat are agreeing with you, Keith. A lot of people in the chat are, who are a little scared that it I'm, might be too overcrowded. I fully um, admit that I'm one of those. Geo, I'll, I'll get to you here in a second. I just want to say this. Um, I initial, my initial thought is that they're not going to have big roles. Um, I, I, I have a feeling that it might be like a, uh, you know, quick landing spot if he does go to like different Earths or whatever like happens, um, and we see a fight scene between Spider-Man and Doc Ock or something like that, like just some version of that where it's a very quick appearance, nothing super serious like what Flashpoint's doing over in DC, where the actual Batman's are going to be involved in it. I don't necessarily know if that's going to happen in this movie because, and it's nothing against DC, but that universe doesn't have an, an entire story going on outside of it, whereas the MCU does at the moment. Um, so I don't know. But Gio, initial thoughts, reactions? Because we were kind of talking throughout the day. We saw all the tweets and everything. What, what are you thinking? All right. Before I ask this question, let me complete the question, okay? Oh, goodness. Is this a knee-jerk reaction from DC announcing Flashpoint and multiple Batmans, including Keaton and Affleck, returning? No. No. Are you sure? Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was announced way before that was. Sorry. Uh, this is this is essentially like a, a two-parter to that movie. Uh, well, that was, also, listen, they've been talking about there were rumors about this back when In the Spider-Verse came out. They that's yeah. immediately that's immediate immediately what fans were saying were like get all because people were there were rumors that they were gonna appear in that movie. Uh, the two other Spider-Man, uh, Garfield and uh, McGuire were gonna be in that one. So I think there was just a, maybe a there's been a groundswell, you know, it's been growing to like let's get them in live action, you know. So I think they've been working on that for a couple of years personally. I, I don't think so. Okay, well, um, man, Alfred Molina threw me off. I did not see that one coming. Um, same with uh, the ladies. Uh, 
Well, mm. actually, no. Kirsten Dunst, I could I actually, I could see that one um, happening. But Gwen Stacy, Emma Stone, I don't know. I mean, but <laughs> okay, we'll get into the speculation. So with the ladies, I didn't really see coming. Doc Ock, I did not see coming at all. Um, yeah, right. Tobey Maguire, I, I I was doubting he would return, but I guess he's back. And Andrew Garfield. Yeah, he, he needs proper uh, closure. So, absolutely. Yeah, I have so many questions about this, and I'm sure we'll get into <laughs> we'll get into it. Um, I don't want to say too much. So, those are initial reactions. Yeah, we're, we're probably because it's such a big big piece of news. We'll probably do like a full on separate video with like complete speculation stuff, especially with Jacob, because Jacob is kind of like the resident Spider Man guy. Um, he really really does love the character. Uh, but let let's let's get into this a little bit because. There's a lot of possibilities. I kind of threw mine out there a little bit already that they might not be like super seriously involved. Um, there's definitely a chance that they could be forming some kind of weird version of the Sinister Six throughout uni different universes. Um, you know, mm -hmm. this version of, of Doc Ock being involved with that Electro of Andrew Garfield's world with this version of Vulture. You know, it could be a very interesting combination to bring all these characters together. Um, or... Uh, uh, and I, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I believe this comes out before Doctor Strange two, um, or was supposed to originally. That was um, my next question. I believe this was originally supposed to come out before Doctor Strange two, uh, hmm. and so that begs the question as to how much it is going to be involved because Doc Doc two is supposed to be the real multiverse movie. Does this like become like the first part of it? Maybe the ending like blows it wide open, and we see all these characters again in the future. I don't know. Just open discussion, guys. What what are we all thinking on this? Uh, well, uh, Pardis, you put the timeline in there. I I'm curious. I are we saying our speculation for it? Yeah, let's go for it. Yep. Okay, I. I lean towards what Jake said about this movie. I think my, I, if I had to imagine what I think they're going to do, I almost feel like he might come in at certain parts of their old movies. Hence why those characters would be alive. So maybe he comes back or comes in at some point during Spider-Man 2. Or as he comes in during some point in uh, Amazing Spider-Man 1 or 2. Instead of building this whole, like, thing, he just kind of, like, swings in... No pun. Swings into their, their movies during maybe one of the movies that's going on. And then is that then, like jumps out at some point that, that, so that'd be time travel as well as well as dimension dimension yep they? yep yeah but but again from what end, end game set up we don't really know how dimension hopping like plays with time like it's a very tricky sure. thing from how they set it up in end game well, well and, strange, strange, strange it's confusing. confusing is yeah, there no not anymore uh actually to be you honest should? has there no, ever it, has there ever been like dates in those two movies. That's a good. That's a good. 
that, because that if there's not gates, those could simultaneously be happening, sure. and that and that is that's probably what they'll do. That is more. They're not going to say, "Oh, 20 years ago," and he shows up with Tommy McGuire. It'll be simultaneously from what's going on at this point. That's a good call. You would assume it was relative to just you know our, our time. That's what I was. Yeah. Yeah. But then you have to explain why why, why, is, why is Macy Gray performing at the. Uh, that's true so if there's no dates then yeah i mean that then you can kind of line it up if if i mean you don't have to like literally go back so i mean i i think honestly that might be what we could see because as of right now i don't know how they go back if with these characters that are dead. Yeah. So, well, and the, the big two, Emma Stone and, and Alfred Molina, they're, they're both dead. They're, exactly. they're both dead in their Did universes. It, I, and what happened to Electro? I can't remember. Did he he was imprisoned. Okay. Well, so, no, 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 no. Sorry. Sorry. He, turn, no, he, he turned into electricity. He disappeared. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Undecided I mean, if he died, but he disappeared. Yeah, so I, I, if I had to guess, that's where I'm going to go with it because, like I said, then you don't have to line up dates and time and stuff like that. And it would make the most sense. The only thing that would be a little bit difficult is maybe depending on how old they look, these actors look. But you, yeah. you there's de-aging like, stuff that it, you can play Exactly, with. and there that's is. where I was going to go. We, we saw it in, we saw it in, we've seen it in the MCU before, obviously with, with Steve Rogers, you know, they up-aged him. Um, yeah. I do want to uh, point out some of the comments. They're saying that, oh, studio decision, I wanted to see it kind of, uh, you know, kind of lead into this. Um, you have to think that inside the, inside the MCU, stories like this, they're not going to take up multiple movies. Look at something like Civil War, for example. It was one movie. It wasn't three, it wasn't two, it was one movie. None of these major comic lines are going to take up a trilogy of movies. They're going to find a way to adapt them. The key word there is adapt for their universe. And if yeah. it's big or small, they're going to do their best to do it right. And I, I'm personally okay with Spider-Verse being an inkling of the movie or a part of the movie because I feel like trying to stretch it into a full movie doesn't really work, especially after they already did it in animation. Like you don't yeah. kind of want to do the same thing with what that movie did. Um, so I'm personally okay with it. If it's kind of like a, a, a touching stone uh, for this movie and then they kind of move on. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say is with that, I highly, 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 highly doubt time travel will be a thing because then they can, then that opens up a whole mess of things of, well, why don't they go back and save Iron Man? Or why don't they go do this? So that's that's the thing that makes me think that it's going to be like kind of lined up and happening at the same time. Because you don't want to... Multiverse is one thing. You don't want to put multiverse and time travel on top of each other. Because then people are going to go, what in the hell is going on? So, yeah, that's my... Gio, you're awfully quiet. I'm just trying to think. And it's I'm 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 not even going to try to predict how they're going to do this. Um, all I'm going to say is I. So is Alfred Molina, Tobey Maguire, and Kirsten Dunst? Are they going to pull them from one multiverse, one one universe? 
because they, remember, they're, they're, pro they're probably they're probably a package deal a la to to electro andrew garfield and emma stone um it seems like they're they're going to be pulling a villain a hero and the loved one from each side and bringing them in um and that's why what i had said about them essentially just being like a cameo appearance makes the most sense because and, and on top of it what what brian had brought up about the fact that they're dead and you go to a time where they're actually alive if you jump to that time period um because one person from each side of the universe is dead dr doc ock is dead emma stone is dead and electro disappeared technically um and so it definitely raises the question you know and as much as i would love to see emma stone don the the, the spider gwen outfit i doubt that's going to happen because she's technically dead unless he goes to a different world and sh that's literally her thing but that which, would be which is possible yeah thing. yeah so i would i'm imagining it's going to be like he travels to earth 617 Earth six one eight. I, I agree. Like, I don't know like if they'll name them, but I feel no, like it's going to be like a very not, like a yeah. like a sequence, like a sequence where they're trying to find where they're supposed to go, and they make they make pit stops on these places along the way. Yeah. A la like in Doctor Strange when he opens, and it's like a, you see like the desert, or another one is mm. the snow, like that type thing. Mm. Yeah, wasn't there some kind of a map? Or something that showed all the different Earths and they had numbers on them in uh, Far From Home uh, at the Shield uh, place. Or oh, Far I think that, I don't know if that was in Far From Home, but that definitely happened in a previous movie. Um, no, was it Far, Far From Home? Home? Yeah, when they were at that. Oh, whatever the, it, it was the they were from the monsters, the the big yeah. monsters. Yeah. Um, oh they, yeah, they had, theor they had theorized that the big monsters yeah. were from actually from different universes. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Eventually, right. eventually, you know, Mysterio is behind it, but that means yeah. that, and I forget the name of them, uh, like Hydro Man and, and all the like, or the the water. Hydro Man, uh, Hydro Man, Sandman, Molten Man, and yeah, I forget the name of them. The rock. Oh, the elementals. The elementals. That's what it was. Oh, the um, specific name. Yeah, elemental. Yeah, and and that leaves open the possibility that the actual elementals are still out there somewhere that can be seen someday in Spider-Man, which is really cool. But that's a good point, Keith, because they've already been kind of laying the groundwork for that to happen. Yeah. Um, and it would also leave up. We all, we talked about it during far from home that Mysterio himself could possibly be from another earth. Um, well, he's, you know, he said he was from. Earth well, and, and we thought there was a possibility that he could have just been lying, but it, if they could be like, no, he was actually from another Earth. No, um, I know, but I'm saying like, he in the movie he said it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yes, yeah. it's, it's very and Fury and Nick Fury uh, slash the the scroll. Uh, I forgot his name, but uh, he kind of he Talos. said it as well. Right? Yeah. Talos, Talos, Talos. Yeah, right, right. yeah, I think he kind of and uh, and of course, real Nick Fury was up on that ship. What we think is sword. Uh, maybe this is the thing that they're monitoring. You know. Um, it does make me think, though, I, I've been saying this forever, forever, that whole the big cliffhanger at the end of that movie is going to be resolved immediately. Very quickly. Like, Very in the quickly. First yeah. Like I said, I've always said they could just use a scroll, just have a scroll Peter Parker walk in while yeah. Spider-Man's swinging around, you know, whatever. So, uh, yeah, that's not, it doesn't seem like that's going to be the driving, you know, 
uh, which is a bummer because yeah. I wanted to see Craven hunt down Spider-Man so bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you still might get that. You still might get that eventually. It's another yeah. thing fans keep calling for, you know. Um, Hopefully, it's not Craven hunting him down through different dimensions. Yeah, well, yeah. he becomes a dimension hopper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be odd. Would hopefully, be odd. hopefully, Geo doesn't get his favorite thing, which is a uh, disgruntled uh, Dark Industry employee <laughs> causing chaos. For I think they're done with that, but yeah, that would be annoying. So repetitive. Yeah, but how about John Watts? Can he handle something like this? A hundred percent, hundred percent. I have my doubts. No, he's got this. I think. I think he may be directing, but something this level has to be done with more. Like you know, Sam Sam Raimi is going to have some input in how the his Spider-Man people are directed, especially if he's doing Doctor Doctor Strange. And you, I'm sure Feige has, like, in his mind how it works out. So I think it's just going to be a matter of how he, like, actually, like, uses yeah. what it's doing. Yeah, I think he can, you can tag, you can, you can do it. You know, who's, uh, you, you got to sit, like we mentioned earlier, you mentioned Flashpoint. You got a kind of a similar thing where there's a lot going on there. Uh, who's directing that again? I'm sorry. Uh, Andy Muschietti. Flashpoint? Yeah, it the it it chapter one and two, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. See, that's that's kind of I don't want to say small scale because it's a lot. It's an intense couple it's, of movies. It's similar to John Watts' beginnings. He started out it's with a, a with an indie film, an indie film called Cop Car that that right. starred Kevin Bacon. It was a very small movie, and then he absolutely crushed Homecoming. Like I have no doubts that he right. can that he can do. Both of those guys, yeah. That, you know, there's a lot lot going on in both those stories. So yeah. I will say, Geo, I can see where you're saying the like. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. It's it is a ginormous like. This is, I would say, Infinity War level. Not quite Endgame, yeah. but Infinity War level. Uh, I'll say more like, like Civil War. I compared to Civil. That's War. what I was going to say. More like Civil War. Yeah, because Civil War is a big story. I always imagined it would be like yeah, two movies okay. and and it, it also depends it on how much multiverse they actually go to as well. Like how how involved it really is. Um, I have a feeling it'll be towards the back end, but that's just kind of my thoughts. You know what? I well, am kind of... Oh, go ahead, Brian. Sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead, Keith. Well, I was, I was going to say um, really quick. Uh, we, I know you mentioned like it's not going to be a big triple, like a trilogy type of thing. It's going to be small enough to contain this one movie, but who knows how much, what the effects would have in future movies. For uh, sure, for sure. We saw, stuff, we saw stuff in Endgame we never thought we'd see again. There's stuff yeah. from <laughs> Thor of the Dark World. We never thought we'd see any of that stuff again, and it popped yeah. back up, you know, several years later. So who knows? Who knows? I will say my, one last thing is, it's funny. The thing that I keep thinking is, it seems like Flashpoint and this as much as they're using somewhat of the same concept, it seems so different. And I'm kind of excited yeah. about that. Like it, it's not, at least for me, like my biggest thing was like, oh crap, it's gonna be who can put out the, the first and the best multiverse type situation thing. I'm getting such different vibes on them that it's making me excited for both of them 
separately and not that like, all right, who's going to do it first and who's going to do it better. So I, I, it does excite me in the sense of like, I feel like we're getting somewhat of the same thing, but it's going to be so drastically different that I'm very excited to see how it plays out. And I, that, I could be wrong geo of your opinion since DC, but I, I feel like they're going to be a little bit drastically different. But let's wrap up some final thoughts here before I move on. Cause we do have some other things to talk about geo. Uh, any, any final words? Um, it's starting to, it's starting to feel like we're going to get the sinister sticks in some version. I mean, mm. you're pulling doc, Ock, electro, you have vulture, you got scorpion, Mysterio, and who knows who else? I mean, hell, they could even pull a kingpin from the Daredevil uh, series into this. And, you know, can you uh, imagine if they got Willem Dafoe to do a Green Lantern? Uh, Green, Green Lantern. Green, Green Goblin. Goblin. Green Goblin. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that, that would so, Yeah. Him. Sorry. James Franco, because, yeah, that would be good too. Oh, he's you know, not the guy, though, isn't he? Yeah. yeah that's true. Let's go watch. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I hope these uh, aren't just cameos because then th- that'd be a waste. You know, give them something. Just give them six, seven minutes of screen time or, you know, something. To, you have an opportunity to, you know, close out a lot of these characters properly. And uh, mm. so I hope uh, I hope it works out. And I hope we uh, hear the Danny Elfman theme at some point. Same. From the original Spider-Man yeah. movies. Same. Yeah. God, uh, Keith, Keith, imagine uh, seeing him up. swing in into yeah. that. that oh, oh, my God. They show every Spider-Man, either each Spider-Man swinging in their own universe. That's all three like of them. Yeah. Or all three of them swing uh, in and click, hang on the uh, flagpole, the American flagpole. All three of them. Uh, can I ask one quick thing? One quick thing. Do we think that at any point all three of them will be together at one time? Yeah. Yes. I you have to. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. All right, well, let's That's go and shift it. gears here. Uh, let's go and shift gears. We do have another Marvel thing to talk about before we get to some Warner Brothers stuff. Uh, we're going to be definitely be talking about that massive, massive deal that was made between WB and HBO Max. Um, so we're going to be talking about Hawkeye. Uh, the Hawkeye television series is is going strong right now. It's, it's kicking butt. It's officially uh, shooting right now. And it was confirmed this last week by on-set photos that ha- uh, Haley Seinfeld officially has been cast and is involved as Kate Bishop, and I don't know if anybody else saw this today, but her first look in costume was actually revealed by onset photos. Um, So there she is alongside Jeremy Renner in her Kate Bishop outfit. You can see her with the bow. She's got the arrow, and she is looking all kinds of badass, which is really, really cool. Um, But that is not all that was announced. Um, a, uh, A massive, massive cast was also announced. And shockingly, Uh, This comes from Variety. This was led by the reprisal of Florence Pugh as the Elena Belova. She will be be returning uh, from her role in Black Widow. Um, And so we will see her again after she appears in Black Widow uh, next year. Uh, But that wasn't done because Vera Farmiga also is joined the cast as Kate Bishop's mother, Eleanor Bishop, um, which was followed by Tony Dalton, who is going to be playing um, a character named Jack Duquitz, I think his name is. Uh, and if you want know what that sounds like, uh, that's because it's very similar to the character named, uh, I want to say, oh, goodness, I don't want to butcher this name, um, a French character, 
with a very similar first name, very similar last name. And the true identity of this character is actually named Swordsman, and he is Hawkeye's uh, mentor. Oh, so a little bit origin yeah. there um, for, for the story. He'll be uh, he'll be tackling the, the character name as Swordsman. Um, that is followed up by the character Echo, um, who is played by a brand new actress named uh, Alakwa Cox. Uh, and she'll be playing the character called Maya Lopez. And she is known as the deaf Native American hero known as Echo. Um, key role here, guys. Uh, this character is heavily heavily involved with daredevil um she is very Ooh. much very much involved in the daredevil comic books um and her father will actually be played by zon mcclarnan um who you may recognize from westworld uh, he was also in fargo yes. and a number of other projects um and that is finally followed up by uh fra fee who will be tackling the clown faced mercenary known as clown um a very popular hawkeye villain uh, that we know from the comic books which is really really cool um, so a lot to talk about here, guys, a lot to talk about. So much is happening with the series. It's underway. It's been filming for about a week now. We have a full on cast that's involved. We see Haley Steinfeld officially as Kate Bishop. Um, it is official. Uh, we have Florence Pugh. We have Vera Farmiga. We have Tony Dalton and so many others. Gio, I'll start with you on this one. Um, thoughts on all of this excitement level. Uh, just what do you think about this Hawkeye series at this point? Uh, it's the series from like out of all the established characters, I think this this is the one that deserves it the most. You know, he's kind of gotten the short end of the stick in uh, you know, several movies. Uh yeah, there we go. Yeah. And um I, I feel like this would really like allow Jeremy Renner to uh you know do something with the character of uh, Clint Barton. Um I am excited about the casting of uh Haley Steinfeld. You know, I'm always rooting for these young actors and actresses to you know, get their big break in the, you know, big franchises, you know, who knows what this leads into. Hell, I'm making a prediction right now. Hawkeye dies. She becomes the uh, bow uh, oh, lady for the die? MCU. Well, oh. so to be fair, to be fair to what Gio's saying, the first ever time we see Kate Bishop, she takes up, she takes up the bow because Clint Barton does die. No, I know um, that. I'm saying, so, oh, you think he's going to die? Yeah. I think he's going to retire. I think he'll retire as well. Yeah. I have heard that his family is involved in this heavily. Oh yeah, we'll we'll see Linda Cardellini and and baby Pietro and all and all those people again for sure. Yeah. Oh okay. I think that he. Was, was I think. Well, I think when he retired the first time, it was too simple. This is like, all right, I'm entrusting you this. Goodbye. Just like that. Mm -hmm. He literally says, Here's the <laughs> "I don't." <laughs> I think it'll be towards the end of the season. I think it, it's going to lead into something. We know that from a lot of other projects, uh, Marvel seems to be setting up this kind of new Avengers or young Avengers, I should say, slash new Avengers style of team with some younger characters. Um, one thing I didn't mention is that at one point in time, Echo was actually involved in a new Avengers team. Um, she was a part of a new Avengers squad. Uh, and it seems like with a lot of the other series and movies, uh, you know, you have Ant-Man's daughter, Cassie. Um, we have uh, Wanda, uh, Wanda, or excuse me, Scarlet Witch envisions kids, um, possibly Kate Bishop as well. There's a high possibility we could be seeing either a new Avengers slash young Avengers in the very near future. Um, I think it's really cool. I mean, the names on this are, are bonkers. First of all, Florence Pugh coming back is awesome. Seeing more of her is great. 
she's actually going to be the first uh, new character that we're going to be seeing that's going to be jumping from a movie to a TV show, which is really cool. Uh, obviously, Hawkeye is doing it and the big characters, but a side character is actually jumping from a film to a TV show, which is really cool. Uh, only kind of feeling the fire that she does take on the mantle of Black Widow. She finds Hawkeye or Hawkeye finds her or whatever it may be. Um, you can never get enough of Vera Farmiga. She's great in everything. Um, I love that she's involved in this as well. And then Tony Dalton as uh, as Swordsman. That's really cool. I don't know a lot about the character. I don't know a lot about the Hawkeye mythology, but I'm very interested in Hawkeye's origin. And if it involves with Swordsman and and that kind of dynamic within two of them, I'm, I'm excited, man. This series quickly became something to really look forward to. They're making some really good moves for this series. Plus, how can you not get excited seeing this? I mean, that is amazing. That looks so good. I love um, that face she has on the one because she looks like she's having a freaking blast. Yeah. yeah, so I'm I'm all on board with the series. I think I think it's gonna be awesome. I think it's gonna kick ass. Uh, I'm I'm all in on Hawkeye right now for sure. Who wants to go next? Uh, Keith, Keith, why don't you jump in? <laughs> Check out uh, uh, Hawkeye, my life as a weapon. Uh, I think that they're gonna adapt a lot of that into this. Um, I'm trying to order it for a while. I, I just came through it uh, at a store a few months ago because I heard it was really good. I never sat down and read it cover to cover, but looks like it's really good. And both Kate Bishop is in and is in that with him. And he's battling like he's battling some like uh, European, like Eastern European uh, gangs, kind of like John Wick. All the people John Wick is fighting, <laughs> it's sort of like that. Um, so I think that they, I get the feeling. Uh, they're going to adapt some of that into this. Um, it's really cool because a lot of it is because uh, I thought I love Hawkeye. Always have. Um, I think Gio, you hit around the head, man. We we not, first of all, you get in Jerry Jerry Renner, Modesto, California zone. Uh, uh, get show up showing up as Hawkeye is huge, obviously, and he's he's one of those guys that he's a star, but he's not like a star star. He's got so many obviously with the Jason Bourne series and with the Mission Impossible, he keeps getting getting almost there and then not quite, you know, not quite there. But uh, we know he's, he's, he's obviously uh, got the, the ability. You know, he's been nominated a couple times. So glad he's getting a chance to get his own chance to really shine in his own series. It's going to be really cool. Um, certainly think that uh, 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 Florence Pugh, she's clearly the new Black Widow, right? Like they're, they're going with, like she's going to take the place of Natasha I don't know her character's, her character's name, whatever, but um, she's a new black woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the other one is because she's was well, do Russian. It's like, yeah, no, I know. Oh, the <laughs> exactly. Florence Pugh, no, no, Yelena Belova. Yeah, Yelena Belova. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she is my, okay, yeah. Because I know that's the other Black Widow in the comics. Yeah. yeah. The blonde, so. It's her sister. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that's that's obviously happening. Um. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about the villains. I remember seeing Swordsman in my uh, Marvel Encyclopedia. I never actually read about him. Or I don't know a whole lot about him. But uh, as soon as you said that, I went, oh, yeah, I've seen that guy before. I, I don't you know, don't know who he is, but I didn't know he was tied to Hawkeye at all. But I'm going to have to crack that open and read <laughs> read up about him. But, uh, yeah, um, I'm going to wear that, wear that weird helmet with the uh... – <laughs> Speaking of that. Looks like they fixed Jeremy Hawkeye. Got rid of that ridiculous haircut. Ah, oh, his Thank haircut you. was dope. Oh my god, it was terrible. Really? 
I didn't like yeah. it. I wasn't a fan. <laughs> it looked weird. Wait, which haircut? Yeah. In, in Ange? His Ronin, his Ronin haircut. His Ronin oh, haircut. Will we see any Ronin in the series? So there, so I, there was don't, actually. Don't say too much because this is going to be some of the stuff that I talk about. Okay. I'll hold off then. I was going to talk about a rumor that the just tea. floating around. Yeah. So, well, what go ahead, Brian. Your thoughts? Um, I think that the casting is fantastic. I'm iffy on Vera Farmiga because I kind of wanted her to become a, some type of villain at some point because I love how like evil she plays sometimes. But I mean, whatever. Yeah. Um, I think that there's a slight possibility that Swordsman could be bad. Um, because at some point, well, not at some point, there is a version of him that is villainous and he happens to use a katana, which is oh. what Ronin uses. Oh. So um, I could well, be yeah, it is wrong. a version of a sword. So, yeah, but I'm and I'm saying like he's his mentor. He trained yes, him, yes, 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 uses a sword. You're smart ass. Um, so yeah, I'm curious to see how that So plays. what I was saying to the, the Ronin stuff, uh, there was a rumor floating around when, um, when Florence Pugh was cast that we may actually see her in a version of the Ronin outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that she might take on some version of that at one point or just for maybe a, a little point, um, mm-hmm. which could be very, very interesting. Uh, because we, we have we don't we haven't met her yet, so we don't know what type of character she really is. Um, but she could be very different from from Natasha, uh, and maybe she clashes a little bit, or she takes on some kind of alter ego. But um, that was floating around. I don't know if that's going to be true or not, but I'm just saying I was putting that out there because Ronan did get brought up. Do we think that her and Clint have a relationship? No. Uh, what what kind like a friendship? Yeah. Do they know each other? Yeah, I think, they know each other. I think so. I, I think, think so. they do. Yeah. Probably. Not yeah, I, I feel like he, Clint and Natasha were were the tightest uh, group of two characters that we saw in the entire MCU, like everything. Um, and so I wouldn't be surprised. I have a feeling it might tie back to uh, to um, uh, oh my god. Um, what's the famous the famous story that everybody wants to see? Budapest. City? Budapest. Oh, Budapest. Uh, I have a yeah. feeling it ties back to Budapest because I do think we will see that in this in this show at some point. I'm gonna make an outlandish theory that she's a underground shield agent by the time we meet, see her in Hawkeye. Cool. But Shield's gone at this point, so that doesn't mean she could oh, couldn't ha- couldn't have been one, and then she could be a scroll. No. Yeah, maybe she don't bring scrolls into this show. Don't bring scrolls. Maybe she bites the dust and Black Widow and you know. No, they're not gonna kill two Black Widows in one movie. Um spoiler. (laughs) Black Widow already died. How can it be a spoiler? Um uh all right. Any final thoughts on Hawkeye before we move on to our final topic, guys? I'm this went from one probably my least uh no, second to least excited of the TVs to probably my third. I'm looking forward to this more than I am Loki. That's yeah, my, lo- that's my, 
Loki's yep. my very bottom. Yeah, Loki's the one right. I'm not looking forward to the most right now. I'm looking forward to this more than Loki. Yep. Yeah. Really? Wow. Loki yeah. can only die so many times, okay? I don't care what happens to him and his... He can get I, look, I'm, I'm interested in Loki because he has the Tesseract. It's something new, but this is like new characters, new world, completely different uh, from anything we've seen. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm pumped about this. I really am looking forward to Hawkeye a lot. And I was before, I, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it even more now. I personally think Hawkeye, or excuse me, Loki's only going to be one season and it's going to be literally strictly used to set up certain things. Probably. That it's going to be the last time we ever see him. So, it's a, yeah. But it's, yeah, it, it's going to be a story to tell. You know, it's going to be, it won't be me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. I'm saying like the importance of all these yeah. new characters, Loki's is sure. going to be low. Probably. So, at, at this point, I see what you mean. I see. Is Florence Pugh supposed to be Falcon and Winter Soldier as well, right? She uh, no, that 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 hasn't been announced or confirmed. Are you thinking of Sharon Carter? Yeah, Agent Thirteen no, is. No, no, no. I thought I heard. Oh, well, maybe it was that. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So we're gonna move on to our final topic here, and we don't have that much time, but we've left enough time to talk about. We have about fifteen minutes or so, twenty minutes. Um, and it's a big one. It's the biggest news that, that has dropped in the film world this year. Um, and that is that in 2021, all Warner Brother Pictures films, um, all of their theatrical release movies, which is a total of 17, um, they will be simultaneously playing on HBO Max and in theaters on the same exact day. Um, and that includes movies like Tom and Jerry, Godzilla vs. Kong, Mortal Kombat, The Conjuring 3, um, Space Jam 2, The Suicide Squad, Dune, uh, and Matrix 4. Uh, those are just some of the 17 movies that we're going to be able to get a chance to watch on HBO Max the same day as it's playing in theaters. Uh, obviously, we know the reasons why uh, COVID has affected um, the movie business uh, massively. And the future of theaters for the near future, for 2021 at least, is in question. And WB struck first, and they made the deal with HBO uh, to put all of their films simultaneously in theaters and on streaming service the same day. And for those of you who have access, mainly the the population outside the U.S. who have access to watching a movie in theaters, you're going to have that chance to. If not, it's going to be available on streaming the exact same day, um, and it's no no extra price. It's the it's the price of your of your subscription, which is a big key there. Um, so, gentlemen, I mean, let let's talk about this because this is this is huge. Um, this could have you know, no effects on the future. This could have huge effects on the future. Um, where where do we kind of lie on this? And, and Keith, I'm going to start with you because um, I haven't started with you on topic yet. I'll let you go on and go first on this one. Um, what what do you what do you think about WB on on HBO Max? Uh, first of all, the Many Saints of Newark is one of these films. Sorry, uh, sorry, I skipped over it. My B, my oh, B. Oh, <laughs> you're bring it up either way but uh oh oh man yeah that's i'm, I'm so excited that and dune is like oh. however dune i'll probably go check out in theater uh many states but some of these some of these are ones that are like uh okay that's cool um i'm gonna watch that at home and some of them are like no nah, i gotta see that in theater maybe depending on where you know where we are but uh obviously i, I have no problem watching any of these at home uh, of course, if that's if it's because uh, the whole point is just everyone to be safe, right? And 
uh, I, I, obviously we talked a few months ago. Uh, I went to see Tenet. Um, there was no one there. So that's literally the only reason I went is because it was an empty show. Okay, but see, Brian, see, okay, if there's no one there, Shame. Like, literally, Shame. If it was a half capacity, and it was all the way out in Roseville. If it was here, it was like even, even at half all capacity. All the way out in Roseville, it's not all the way out here, okay? It is all the yeah. way out there. It's yeah, like all the way out. 30, here. I got you on that. 30 miles all away. It, it, takes line, it takes us a day to get there. All right, guys, we got to leave right now. We got a half hour drive to get up there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, that was maybe, like I said, it was maybe like six or maybe eight people in there. It was one of those kind of things. Um, you know, we're talking, this is going to be spread out. This is all 2021, right? So we got all year to kind of see what's happening. But it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like theater is going to be open up in the U.S. Certainly not here in California, probably for a while. Um, <clears throat> certainly not at full capacity. So, but it's big news. Well, these are all big, big movies. We showed up on streaming. I know what they say: thirty days for each each one's only you know gonna run for thirty yep, days. They'll, they'll be on HBO Max for a month. Yeah, go to all the other services after that. So that's quite interesting. You know, we, we've we've talked about it a couple times this year, obviously, but this is something that was it's probably been heading this way for a while anyway, just because home viewing is getting so much better, so much more elaborate, so much you know less uh, expensive. <laughs> That's exactly right. Exactly right. You know, if it's just it's right, just in your house, right? You don't have to do anything. You don't have to worry about the beats in the theater. Exactly. Exactly right. Exactly right. And then you throw a <laughs> it's people on their phones and talking to stuff. You throw a pandemic on top of that. It's like, man, I'm going to a movie theater. <laughs> vaping. You know. Um, yeah. So maybe st- <laughs> vaping. I, that's a, I haven't seen that. Haven't seen that in the theater. It's a new one. I'm not surprised. I haven't seen that. But the um, top row vaping and it flows all the way down to like the lower ends, and you're like, what the? Fuck? Hey, wow. I'll, I'll say one thing about this whole, and we'll get into we'll get into some more discussion. But I'm a yeah. thousand percent. I, I it's it's a no brainer. I'm building a home movie theater now. Like yeah, oh, that's right. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> that projector is totally, yeah, right. really nice about that, that projector. Right about just look, you know? it's looking real pretty now. Like, yeah. Set up a little yeah, man. Put up a big, you know, kind of white white. Uh, I'm gonna uh, keep I'm gonna, in your backyard. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a uh, I'm gonna do a social distance driving in my cul-de-sac and let people come watch. I <laughs> blow up screen. Jake's third one, Jake. Keith, start putting uh, money to the side for gas because we're gonna just have yeah, to start driving yeah. to Roseville. Overnight bag, so we can go watch. Uh, Shut <laughs> yeah. up. Overnight bag. That's no true. way. That's true. No way. <laughs> But yeah, the biggest ones though. Uh, uh, what, so you mentioned the the Matrix, right? That uh, gosh, like, that one in Godzilla hurts. It hurts. That's gonna be a tough one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I could but, do without you know. Wonder Woman and Suicide Squad, but not uh, Godzilla and it's Kong suicide. on a small it's, screen, man. No, did Geo freeze? I'm waiting. For no, no I didn't freeze. I was just staring at you. Uh, like, Suicide Squad on the list. Suicide Squad is on that list. Yes. It is, okay, all right. Was, yeah. well, now, this is all 21. I know they moved the Batman to 22. So that's yeah, still so all the Yeah, so the Batman and Flashpoint, those those are still undecided because we don't know. All right, well, we'll see. But uh, it's big news, man. Like I said, a lot of these, we'll have to pick and choose. I, it seems like, like I said, probably watching all these at home, though, <laughs> to be honest. you know. Um, really? Maybe with, with the whole thing about, well, with the whole thing about, like, if they're still doing the thing where you can kind of rent out the, the, the studio or the studio private watch for, parties, 
yeah, you know, but we'll see. I, I wonder how much that, that will be. I'm curious about how that's the average. Go. The average oh. has been about 150. So okay. 150 I actually, I, I actually talked to Cinemark today about it because I'm asking for Wonder Woman for us. New movies, brand new movies are 150. Classics are 100 bucks. Um, so how about, how about like booking? Because there's surely there's going to be a you lot. You can of book them in advance. You book them in advance. You choose right. the movie you want to watch. Um, and if the movie isn't available yet, they said they can switch it when the movie becomes available. Um, and you just pay the extra fee uh, if it's a brand new movie. Um, and you can have up to 20 people. And mm. for, for Cinemark, because Cinemark is our local chain, uh, it's two seats between um, right. groups or, or people or partners or whatever it may be. Um, and so that's essentially what's happening. So I'm, I'm on the phone constantly yeah. trying to figure out. It, it all depends for us if we open back up. For the time being, unfortunately, with Wonder Woman so much, it probably looks like it might not happen for us. Uh, but there is a chance where we could end up seeing something like Wonder Woman in theaters if we do a private watch party. So yeah, a private thing, and you got I'm I'm I'm, I'm done. But it's a private thing. So for some for big ones like the Matrix or see, ah, oh, damn you, Rachel, damn you, <laughs> Rachel. Do you have do you have five seats from Rachel, California? Damn we're you, AMC's. damn you. We're coming. All right. See, I I love Arizona. Man, it was so fun. So, okay, so real quick, real quick. I, I, Gio, I know that you have a lot of thoughts on this. I'm going to save you for last because you're the most WB, you know, DC heavy on this one, obviously. So, Brian, real quick, what, like, just thoughts on this when this dropped? I mean, this this was huge news. So, I, I, I uploaded the film slate in our thing. So, that way you could, it's a thumbnail. Um, I am fine seeing pretty much any of these movies at home except for Space Jam. Forgot about Space Jam. Uh, I'm surprised none of you have brought up Mortal Kombat. Oh my uh, god. I'm getting there. I'm getting Oh sorry. Okay. okay. <laughs> but on it, what I was going to say Mortal Kombat. <laughs> what I was going to say is I all of these I could see at home except for Godzilla, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, Dune. And honestly, the, that might be it. The Matrix. I don't care that much enough about the Matrix to see well, that. Yeah. But honestly, other than those four, I'm kind of like, okay. But like, I mean, Tom and Jerry at home. Oh, that's fine. Space Jam. That's fine. Like uh, conjuring all like those types, like I'm okay. Mortal Kombat, I'm not huge on. So like that, it's a part of me is like, are you effing kidding me? How dare they do this? But then I look at the movie slate and I'm like, well, only four of those are movies that I really actually care about. So I'm kind of like torn on it in a way, um, and that's why I uploaded the picture to show how to show what it is because I mean that does make. A difference in my opinion if uh, how many uh, would i have probably seen most of those in theaters yes but like in this situation i'm not gonna risk it to see tom and jerry or how dare you <laughs> sorry yeah. or like even honestly even like moral combat i'm kind of like 
Mortal Kombat. But then, again, but see, that's because I'm I'm not a big gore person. I so hope you I, get the raid because then then will be excited. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The raid is the modern day <laughs> Mortal Kombat. 100. Some. Yep. Some of those people in that movie will be in Mortal Kombat. All right. Well, we'll see. But I mean, Other, uh, it's Chuck. I hate you. Well, I hate you, Chuck. What is he saying? I hate you, Chuck. Uh, except yeah. for okay, those are the ones you need to see. Oh, okay. Oh, so I was the one, but, so for no, it's fine. So for for me, like I'm said, like I said, that's why I uploaded the image. Was it's like part of me is like I can't believe they're doing this, but the other part of me is like I really only truly care about four of those movies at mm. this time. So it's it's a toss up for me. Like I refuse I refuse to see Dune in anything other than IMAX. Yeah, that's tough. I, that's a tough one. I will wait. I can't I, I will wait. <laughs> I can't add. That Shame might just be uh, Jake, that My. might be Dune ours. Dune is ours. Uh that might that might be me and Jake. Uh also, Jake, I'm sorry, Brian, to interrupt. Really quick, Jake, those who wish me dead, that's Taylor Sheridan. That's a new Taylor Sheridan film. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Yes, sir. It's got Angelina Jolie, Nicholas Holt, John Bernthal. Oh, Ooh. don't get me started. Dude, we, that might, I might have to add that to the list. <laughs> um, all right, Gio, let's, let's get into it, man. Hold um, on. Let me, let me get comfortable. Hold on. What, 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 uh, what, what's, what's going through your head? And there's, all right, so the first thing, the obvious thing is, wow, this is this takes off a whole lot of pressure off the Snyder Cut for gaining HBO oh Max my God. subscribers because Snyder Cut was made to up the subscribers at the time. But now you're going to see a lot of one-year subscriptions based off of this news. I mean, how could you turn it down? Honestly, no extra charge for only you know X amount of dollars a month. And you compare that to how much you would spend at a movie theater, given tickets, concessions, gas, time. Um, and then if you have kids, it's even that much more expensive. Now you can do it all from home. Oh, so, what? Sorry. Yeah, oh, no, sorry. They, they did this too. They did this too. Yep. Okay, so wait, you're telling me this is a, an elaborate ploy for them to get more people to watch Snyder Cut? No, no, no. This, no. I'm saying the Snyder Cut. No, there's, there's, there's no long, there's no longer a lot of pressure on the Snyder Cut to yeah. get HBO Max subscribers. Like this deal right here, pretty much sets it. You know, like people are gonna get this subscription service. I mean, just how could you turn down the deal? Honestly, it's a great deal for the consumers. Now, movie theaters. We're already in trouble long before this news was announced. Movie theaters were in trouble long before the pandemic, right? I mean, everything got more comfortable at home. Content at home got, you know, uh, better with quality. Um, mm. But what? what uh, sorry, what did we see from movie theaters? We saw them do recliner seats. All of a sudden, they're serving alcohol, right? They're doing everything they can to remain competitive in a market that's so filled filled with so much content. And so what does this mean now? Well, hopefully 
and we don't know the details, HBO Max, Warner Brothers, they they work out some sort of deal to help the theaters, right? I mean, they're only doing the uh, the service 30 days after that, and then I believe after those 30 days, the movies will still be in theaters, right? For however long they'll the be in theaters, but they'll they'll be pushed to be rented on other services. Sure. So yeah, they'll probably so, cut the time uh, availability. Yes. I understand why a lot of filmmakers are upset. All right. Like their movies are made for the big screen. A lot oh, of people are pissed. Yeah. Oh, Nolan, Nolan, I'd be surprised if Nolan continues working with Warner Brothers. But no, then he's, again, he's, he's going to be done. He'll then be done. again, Nolan, did they not play your game with Tenet? They did, right? They they pushed Tenet, they pushed Tenet, they pushed Tenet, and then they finally released it while things were still bad as far as yeah. the pandemic goes. And if I'm not mistaken, they lost the money on that. Like it's still playing in theaters, but people aren't really going to the theaters. Yeah. So now, so now, yeah. So now Warner Brothers is looking at at this market for 2021. They're forecasting. They're saying, damn, not even a Nolan movie could bring in. You know, across it, Nolan is one of the top two directors that you know Warner Brothers has a great relationship with. Yeah, and so now they're saying, okay, this pandemic isn't ending anytime soon. We've already pushed so many movies into 2021 that they're not only competing with other studios, but they're going to start competing with our, our own movies because 2021 is going to be so crowded. You can only plant so many flags. The problem is the pandemic is not letting up. Not anytime soon, especially where we live in California, it is getting worse. And yeah, there's a talk about a vaccine, this and that. But understand, we're still far away from getting a mass production of vaccines out to everybody. And who amongst those people are going to take it right away? You know, you have the anti-vaxxers out there and social media likes to spread information and whatnot. But anyways, the point I'm getting to is theaters are going to, for a long time, for the foreseeable future, they're going to remain at 20, 30% capacity. That's already cutting into, these These studios have to start making money. They, they're not made of money. They have so many movies with $100 million, $150 million, $200, $200 million budgets, and they're just sitting there. And some of these movies come from loans through banks. And what, what do we know about loans? Interest rates start to build up, regardless there's no clause for a pandemic like this because this is a once in a lifetime kind of thing. So basically, streaming services like HBO Max, I mean Warner Bros. They they had they had to do something. And yes, yeah. they're working with the theaters. They'll release it the same day for thirty days. After that, you know we'll see what happens. For right now, it's only a one year thing. It could so become I'm more. It could definitely become more if this works out in Warner Brothers' favor. But, yeah, I mean, given where we are right now in the world, where things are headed, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, what's, you, you got to work with them a little bit, okay? It can't be just everything that, that we want because at the end of the day, it comes down to money, right? I mean, it's all about the box office numbers. That's how movies are made. So it, it just, it sucks, but I'm not going to lie. It's pretty damn good for all of us. So I'll, oh, I'll, uh, I'll I will interject on the whole Nolan conversation just real quick. Um, if you look at the numbers, Nolan's movies have been making less and less over time. 
Um, I that don't think the movies. Huh? Sorry, that that was my concern as well. Like I wasn't so, sure about that. Since, so, I thought you so, said that's not my concern. Yeah. So in Inception made around eight hundred plus. Uh, Dark Knight Rises obviously made over a billion. Um, and then you go to Interstellar, which made just under seven. And then Dunkirk made just under 530. Um, and so they've been slow, as great as they are, as great as they are for fans, for for critics and, and true film fans, they aren't the big juggernaut movies we think they are in this day and age, right? No. Movies these days, they're making seven, $800 million on a whim. Like comic book movies and big franchises, they're making mo- money by just putting out these ridiculous, crazy movies. And some of them are incredible. Some of them are absolutely incredible. But you have the Star Wars of the world. You have the MCUs of the world. You have the DCs of the world. The Harry Potters and stuff like that. Like even something like Fantastic Beasts 2. I'm sure if I looked up the numbers, it probably made more than any of those movies of Nolan's. And so that whole that whole tenant thing was just botched in general. It was just completely botched in general. Like that, it was that wasn't the- that wasn't the movie that was going to save movies at the end. Yeah, it was. It was just. It was just bad in general. Um, I will say that. Uh, Wait, how much did uh, did uh, the, his lowest movie make? Five twenty six. Oh, okay. What did Fantastic Beasts? Well, right make? now, Tenet's at three seventy. So. Fantastic Beasts well, made six fifty. Yeah, and, and so, if you, um, take out opening, take out opening weekends for him too, like because you know. You look at opening because they're all sweaty right goes big opening weekend outside of the dark knight uh the batman trilogy he's never been a big opening weekend guy you know yeah yeah i like but, how you um, immediately knew i looked it's up so and i want to point this out too because this this is something that's very very important um people are kind of you know getting tired tired of wearing the mask and they're getting tired of the social distancing because it's been so long um and it definitely is it definitely is dumb because respect those other people around you you know, you know, just do what you're supposed to do, and this thing would be over quicker than it than it should have. It should have exactly. been a long time ago. Um, that, what I'm getting at is that just like a lot of other stuff that's going on in a world where we're opening back up and they're allowing, um, you know, out restaurants to do outside seating or you know, grocery shopping, whatever it is. Um, I do think that if you left theaters open, if the pandemic wasn't as serious, you would still get people to the seats. If you pushed a movie out, we have to keep in mind that when these movies were, when these theaters were open, there were no movies being pushed out. So nobody was going to the theater because there were no new, no new movies. The only new movie that was out there was Tenant. And Gio, you said it was around like over plus like 300 million or something like that. 370 last I checked. So in a pandemic, that's gold. That's like gold in a pandemic that it made 370 million. While a national worldwide. or a global pandemic was going on, yeah, it's it's a, it's a world, it's a worldwide. But it, 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 you make these movies, especially a Nolan movie, with a with a budget that he asked for, like you expect double back, regardless of the. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't know, think. I got you. Yeah, yeah. You you should have never. He should have never expected to to make money back in a pandemic. Plain and simple. Yeah. And, and like I said, the whole thing with with Tenet was botched. It was all botched. The movie yeah. should should not be coming. It should not have came out. It should have been on the on on the books until next year, whatever it is. You know, Nolan just did a dumb thing on, on pushing his movie and wanting it to be put out in theaters, and he essentially forced their hand. Um, but let, let's get back to the streaming aspect of this. It's it's interesting because the way I look at this, my initial reaction was like, 
well, that sucks. Like, I, like, like that, that, that's a bummer. Like I want to see all these movies in theaters and I get that I might not have a choice. Like I get that I may not have a choice. Um, and I have to also think to myself like, okay, you know, theaters are probably not going to be open in 2021. They're going to be very selective. Uh, if they are open, it's going to be at 50% capacity and that's not going to make a lot of money. They can obviously do multiple show times um, instead of showing so many movies at once. You know, sometimes theaters have like eight movies at the theater. They're going to have like two to choose from. And that triples the show times they could possibly show, which could be in their favor, but who knows? Um, but very much like what Brian said and, and what Keith has been saying, there's only a couple movies on there I'm really scared about not seeing in theaters. Uh, the rest of them are okay on HBO Max. Um, I'm more worried about what it's going to do to the future of theaters. Um, I'm, I'm still wondering if this is just going to be a near future effect and that if it's just something that we see going on for now or that, you know, it works so well that they're going to continue to do it going forward. And that's what really scares me because there is nothing like the theater experience. There is absolutely nothing like the theater experience. And if that gets taken away, um, I'd be I'd be very heartbroken. Like it would kill me. I would uh, be able to figure out. Interesting question about yeah that yeah very good. thank you. Uh, I don't think that'll I don't think that'll be an issue because you guys are all big Game of Thrones fans, right? Every week, Monday, Tuesday, you guys are talking Game of Thrones all week long until the next episode. We're doing the same thing right now with Mandalorian. Uh, uh, whatever other, you know, whatever other big, t- we're getting that with TV, right? The so boys, talking, the, the boys, sure, you know, whatever, uh, you know, whatever, uh, whatever thing, uh, Reese Witherspoon is in that, uh, <laughs> it's whatever super dramatic thing she's doing. Big, big uh, little lies. Oh, yeah, that, that one. yeah, okay. Well, the other one, there was another one too that's on Little Fires cool. Everywhere. Oh, that's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, any, any of that stuff, you know, so I, I don't think that will be an issue. I think if it's, if it's available, People will watch it. People will talk about it, you know, um, especially movies this big. And if everyone has them at home, you know, I think I think that'll I don't necessarily think that would be. I, I will be- say to the, to that point, um, this gives it definitely 1000 percent more of a chance for movies to be the talk of a town for a week and then mm-hmm. possibly be out of the conversation, because if it is available on HBO, Right. Yeah. Obviously, subscriptions are going to go up more than likely. Those people will watch it the weekend it comes out, whereas mm-hmm. where it's in theaters, sometimes they can't go the opening weekend. They're going to have to wait during the week or wait till the next weekend. There is definitely a chance where these movies can be the hottest thing in the world for a week or two and then completely disappear. There is definitely that possibility. But that happens when they're in theaters, the box office, there's every all throughout you know, April, I mean, May, June, there's a if, movie if here. Studios, if, if, if studios are stupid enough to place things next to each other, but if they place them strategically, yeah. the movies will be there for a month or so. During 18, we had we had Solo, we had Deadpool 2, and then we had... And, like, and all those movies got lost with one another. They all got lost with one another, yeah. I'm just curious because if you do like the math... 17 movies, 52 weeks. You're looking at three movies or a movie every three weeks. That's yeah. pretty, that's pretty wild. And, and that's a good point. That's fair. That's fair. Because that's, that's assuming the other ones, uh, 
don't follow suit. You know, Disney, Disney, or uh, Universal with the uh, Fast and Furious. Wasn't Fast and Furious supposed to be there? They pushed it to. Um, yeah, they pushed it to May of twenty twenty one. Yeah. We'll see. Those aren't looking good either with Warner Brothers making this move. So. Uh, well, I, I think I think that's a full on another conversation we're going to have to have about how it affects other studios. Like, yeah. what what about the studios that don't have streaming services? Warner Brothers has HBO Max, right? Sony, Sony has Disney Plus. Like Universal, they're going to have to shop their movies to to Amazon Prime or Hulu or, or whoever. Sony. Yeah, like Sony doesn't have one. Like all those movies are going to have to be shopped um, because or made some kind of big deal, and all those streaming services are going to want a lot of money for that stuff. Um, for them to put those movies on the service, and so it's going to be a cluster for a long time. Um, oh, part is thank you, Universal good, has Peacock. Good when, point. And Peacock that that could raise a lot of true. subscriptions. I, I literally I just watched the Fast and Furious on Peacock, the first one, uh, a couple weeks ago. So that's a good point. That it could become very relevant in next year. It it could become <laughs> very relevant in the next year. Um, yeah, yeah, guys, I, I honestly think that, uh, we're going to have to continue this conversation on another episode. Um, yeah. it's because it, it, we're not obviously not done. We didn't really touch on how it affects other theaters. Um, right. uh, what other theaters can do, um, like what Disney's going to do with their properties. Are they going to do it? Are they going to do the same thing? Are they going to stick their guns and do theater only? Um, so I definitely think that you'll probably see a, a, another episode of, of, um, apocalypse now, Maybe even an extra episode that's fully focused on this because I know Jacob probably has some some thoughts as well. Um, and with the holidays coming up, we have some extra time, so we'll probably definitely be diving into this um, again. Who cares about that guy? <laughs> um, but I do want to say real quick, real quick to everybody watching. Uh, first of all, thank you guys so much for hanging out with this entire time. But I do want to say Thursday's episode of Apocalypse Now will actually be live. Um, it'll actually be live because Ooh. we have heard that Disney is revealing a lot of stuff with Marvel, Star Wars, and Pixar. And if it, that does happen, um, we want to go live to talk about it all. And so um, make sure you stay tuned right here on the channel. We're going to be live on Thursday night, whether it's about the Disney stuff or a topic. There will be an episode of now, and it'll be live, hopefully about all of this Disney stuff. If not, we will have a topic to talk about. So make sure you're joining us on Thursday, 7.30 p.m. Pacific, right here. Um, subscribe to the channel share the videos. We would love to have more interaction in the comments. All of you doing it this entire time. It's been a blast. Um, we love having you guys interact with us the entire time, giving your thoughts out there to Chuck and Partis and Rachel, uh, Star Drew, um, everybody who has been along with us the entire time. We thank you guys so much. Uh, yes. And so guys, uh, you know, it was a long show, uh, a lot of cool topics to talk about, and I'm sure it'll come up here in the future. But uh, yeah, that was awesome. So um, for the yes, whole sir. crew here at Apocalypse Movies, um, make sure you guys are following us everywhere on our personal channels, um, which are all in the description below. Uh, that is Keith Barnes. That is Brian Avalosino. That is Gio Ramos. I am Jake Berlin. This is Apocalypse Now. Again, hit that subscribe button. Make sure you're joining us on all of our shows, not just this one, but the casting table. The Mandalorian Club goes live on Friday afternoons for the Mandalorian reviews. You can find us on social media at Apocalypse Movies, all of our podcast platforms if you're much more of an audio person. Um, and so, yeah, thank you to everyone uh, listening and watching and uh, join us on Thursday. We'll see you guys Thursday for the whole crew here. Thank you again and uh, good night. <laughs>